I think a lot of times when people hear the term hurry, maybe they think of busyness. But for me, it's, it's more of a state of mind than anything else. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for uh, being on this episode of Midweek. Glad that you're here. Um, Actually, in season one, we had a lot of requests for you to come on and be on Midweek. So you've already got a a fan base, which is is pretty cool. Um, And I think... You know, for a lot of people, um, if they have their uh, students in high school or middle school, they probably know your name. Um, those uh, of us who don't have, you know, kids in student ministry, we may not know um, who you are, we may not even know that you're on staff here. And so we wanted to give um, kind of an introduction, you know, to you, to the rest of our, our LifePoint family and kind of beyond. And so thanks so much for, for being on here and, and giving the people what they want. It's an honor to give the people what they want. <laughs> I love it. Um, how many months has it been now since you've been on staff? Right about three months. Okay. Coming up on three months in, and it's been a great, great three months. Yeah. What's so. What's been the thing that's been like the most surprising or um, the thing that um, has been like the most encouraging since you you've come on? Honestly, just a lot of great, great people. Um, I feel like just a tremendous level of support and love and especially from staff. And, you know, I'm not, not being paid to say that um, it's <laughs> genuine, like just a great staff, um, a great, you know, environment here. And I just feel a lot of support and love and people looking out for me. And it's been, it's been really great. Yeah. Why student ministry? <laughs> Why student ministry? Man, I, um, you know, it really is for me about a person who just poured into my life, my youth pastor, and just the life change he had uh, that he, you know, gave to me. And also, I feel like for me in ministry, I, when I was in high school, I served in children's ministry and on a bus ministry. Um, and I was always, uh, looking to give back to that generation that I was just slightly removed from, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so it's been really cool to kind of do that as I'm getting older. When I was in high school, I helped out in some middle school ministry stuff. And, um, when I got out of high school into college, I helped out in some high school and middle school stuff. And now here I am. So, um, I love just pouring into that generation that, um, maybe just, slightly out of, but I can still relate to, and I can still speak their language. And, um, you know, some of the trends I'm starting to lose track of a little bit, um, <laughs> not quite speaking their language like I could maybe three or four years ago when I was in it. But, uh, nonetheless, I feel like I'm just in a great season of life where I can pour into those students and love on them. And, um, I saw somebody do that for me and he actually did it for a really, really long time too. So, I'm hoping to be able to do the same thing. And he was never super out of touch. Yeah. So in that kind of out of touch zone, what <laughs> is there something that uh, your students have taught you kind of about pop culture where you're like, oh, I had no idea that was a thing. So I didn't know that um, dabbing was out. Oh, OK. It's not a thing anymore. OK, that's out. Um, so that is like a not not a cool thing to do anymore. OK. Like for me, that's like a celebration dance. You know, if you do something cool, you that's like kids don't like that yeah yeah can you i mean you kind of you motion but for those of you who don't know what a dab is can you just give us a full i mean i know it's out but this is gonna this is gonna end up on social media i know it but used to dab 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good, that's a good dab. I feel like we should add some like applause into the the soundtrack. I like that. Maybe we'll do that. Yes, yeah, I can do that. That'd be good. Well, that's that's awesome. I, you know, it's been uh, not saying this because you know there's cameras on, but it has been a, a really um, great pleasure to have you be part of the staff, to be able to get to know you, to have um, you know deeper conversations mm-hmm. with you. Um, and I think one of the things for me is that we have. Um, a shared interest. Mm-hmm. We have many shared interests, but we love to read and we love, um, we, we love, you know, ministry. We love LifePoint Church. Um, but one of the things that we kind of uh, connected on early on is our, our love of this idea. Uh, Dallas Willard calls it the ruthless elimination of hurry mm-hmm. um, and just eliminating hurry from our lives. Um, and so I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that, about uh, um, eliminating hurry from our lives. Uh, but before we do that, like, what what is hurry? Like, what does it mean to live a hurried life? Oh, my goodness. To me, I think a lot of times when people hear the term hurry, maybe they think of busyness or a packed calendar or um, being tired a lot of times, you know, the whole hustle mentality that's in our world. Um, but for me, it's it's more of a state of mind than anything else. Mm. I can get, you know, my full eight hours of sleep and have my evenings free and still feel this hurried and anxious spirit. Mm. Um, and to me, really what it is, is it's, it's a matter of getting your priorities right. Mm. And I feel like when my priorities are off and I'm not putting the things that are most important in my life first, um, that leads me to feel this anxious and hurried um, kind of emotion inside of me. Yeah. I think there's a tendency to treat hurry um, as like, okay, you've done something wrong, right? (laughs) Like you actively chose to, you know, to... uh, set your priorities differently, but it can happen so slowly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's hard to, to know until we're already in it, until we've already got that kind of hurried and anxious spirit. Um, and so it, there's kind of this natural lead into it, right? It's not like this, like, okay, I'm going to decide to be uh, hurried and anxious. I, it just kind of one thing builds mm-hmm. on another. Yeah. And it, it really depends on the culture you're into. Mm. You know, this is, more of a leadership principle, but I don't know who said this. I think I heard it from Craig Rochelle. Um, show me your five closest friends and I'll show you your future. Mm. Um, I think that kind of principle can be applied to this as well. If we are surrounding ourselves with people who are just go, 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 hurry, 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 um, we're going to pick up on that. And like yeah. you said, it might not be this overnight decision of, hey, I want to be hurried and anxious. Um, but slowly over time, that kind of spirit um, just becomes ingrained in us yeah. and it, um, whether consciously or subconsciously, we take that on yeah. and we adapt to that. So, um, I think that's, that's a huge thing for me is just surrounding myself with people who, um, are looking out for themselves in that way. Yeah. When, when you and I, um, you and I have talked about this and you use an interesting phrase and I, I have thought about it since the first time that we talked about it. Cause 
you know, I've, I've read books and we've read similar books on this, but the way you phrased it um, was so memorable. It was so kind of transformative for me um, is this idea of intentional living. Hmm. So intentional living kind of being the remedy for uh, this hurried kind of anxious um, spirit inside of us or this hurried and anxious living. Uh, what exactly does intentional living mean and what does it look like? Yeah, I mean, we've kind of said it all throughout this conversation so far, but, you know, you hear the phrase maybe slow living, you know, living a slow life. And I think a lot of times what comes along with that is maybe more of an empty schedule um, or, um, you know, more downtime and getting the rest you need. But to me, intentional living is very different than that. Intentional living is accepting the fact that sometimes life is going to be busy. Mm. (laughs) Um, Sometimes there's going to be a lot going on and there's going to be a lot of things that demand our attention personally and in our work, Um, all the while trying to be intentional uh, with our time um, with God. So intentional living isn't about, you know, eliminating things and clearing the calendar and saying no to things. It's really just that process of saying, okay, what is most important to me? Hmm. Um, what am I going to give my time and energy to and living in an intentional way and still being able to say yes and accepting the busyness of life, but focusing most of our energy and most of our attention on the things that are really important to us. Yeah. In, in your life, when you find you, you kind of, you know, wake up one day and you're like, wow, I'm, I, I'm living a little bit more hurried. I'm living a little less intentionally. I'm saying yes to more that I should be saying no to. Um, What are some things that help you kind of get back? Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah, for me, um, you know, I'm kind of a pretty type A organized person. Um, But I think this could work for anybody. Um, Maybe a simple way to put it is just journaling and planning out your day. Mm. I love doing that. I love, for me, it's usually the night before. So if I wake up in the morning and I already feel anxious, I've already made a mistake the night before. But usually the night before, I try to look at, okay, what does tomorrow require of me? You know, what is on my calendar? What are my to-dos for the day? Um, What requires the most attention? And just kind of planning my day accordingly. We could get into all the nerdy talk of bullet journaling and, you know, planning your day and your week. Um, That doesn't work for some people. For some people, it's, you know, a sticky note. Um, I know for Allie, my fiance, she has this mirror that is just covered in sticky notes of reminders and things to do and things that are important, things that she needs to get done. And that works for her. Um, for me, it's, you know, a fully digital system. Yeah. I hate paper. Yeah. It bugs me. Um, so it's different for everybody. But I think the concept, um, you know, transcends across any personality type, Um I think a great remedy is just before you get into the day, before you get into the hustle and bustle, before you get into Mm. everything that you said yes to, um, looking at it and asking yourself, okay, is this a priority? Mm. Is this, um, is this intentional living? Yeah. Or am I just kind of saying yes to whatever and letting the day hit me as it comes? Yeah. Um, so maybe for some people, uh, like I know you're an early morning guy. I'm, kind of right there behind you, not quite maybe as early as you, but for some people, maybe it's really early in the morning before the kids are up, before the family's up, before, you know, um, the day really even starts just planning out their day and looking at, um, 
what there is to do. But for me, it's it's the night before. Yeah, I'm going to bed with this kind of peace in my soul of okay, this is what my day looks like tomorrow. This is what's important to me, and kind of using that as a filter. Yeah, throughout that next day, um, if something comes up, if somebody has a request, if uh, there's a decision that I'm faced with, I can kind of think back to the night before, or you know, maybe the morning, and be like, okay, is this does this align with kind of these priorities that I've set for the day? Yeah. Those times when like your yes has been your yes and, and that your, um, your calendar has promoted kind of your priorities. Um, when you've been living intentionally, what has been the impact on your relationship with God and your relationship with your friends and uh, family? I've in those moments always just felt this, it sounds silly and it's hard to explain if you haven't experienced, but there's just this inner peace. Mm. You know, when you're doing something, when you're putting something before the things that are really important in your life, when you're not living in an intentional way, I feel like there's always just this unsettled, anxious, mm. kind of uneasy feeling. And there's just, there's a switch that flips in me when I do have my priority straight, where my yeses are, my yeses, when my calendar is, um, you know, reflecting my personal priorities there's there's just this feeling of I can breathe, mm. you know, um, and I'm able to be in the moment a lot more. Uh, I think, you know, a lot of times when I'm spending more time on things that are not important, are not priorities, um, aren't really important and aren't going to uh, get me uh, where I want to be to that, you know, uh, 6 a.m. guy waking up, you know, in his Bible, loving on his family. When I'm not living in that way, I have a lot harder of a time enjoying um those moments that are important to me, those moments with my fiance, those moments with God, those moments in ministry, um, because I'm so drained yeah. from everything else yeah. that I've spent my time on that I quite frankly shouldn't have been. Yeah. For me, what I see, those times when I'm able to live intentionally is that I'm able to live in the present moment, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm able to sit there, uh, have dinner with my wife and enjoy being there because my mind isn't on what I've got to do at work tomorrow. And it isn't about, you know, something that I missed in the past. It's that there is this kind of sustainability that everything I'm choosing to do in that moment, I'm completely focused Mm -hmm. in that moment. I think for me, the impact of living intentionally is really being able to focus on exactly what I'm doing in exactly the moment I'm doing it. And not worried about, you know, what's coming next or what happened before. There is, um, there is that peace that you feel when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm just here right now, mm-hmm. you know, doing this. And I don't have to worry about everything else. Um, working professionally in ministry and especially working for student ministries, I would imagine that there are things that may come up people may ask of you that fall out of line with your priorities or fall out of line with um, your intention for that space and for mm-hmm. um, your students. So what does it look like in, in your job, in your role with students um, to live intentionally with them? Mm, that's good. Because ministry is so much about people, um, you know, it's so much more than just running a program and um, putting on successful events. Like you're dealing with people. So for me, mm. it's really been 
sitting down um, to dinners with leaders and families and just kind of getting on the same page with the vision and the mission of the ministry. And if I feel like our leadership and our volunteers and our small group leaders and myself are all on the same page um, and they trust me with that vision and that mission of the ministry, then, um, you know, anything that comes up, I can say yes or no to kind of according to what we've set. So when you're thinking about uh, intentional living in in this ministry context, and we talked about, you know, kind of intentional living, there's a kind of a goal at the end that, you know, you have this vision of yourself that you want to see. Um, what does success look like for student ministry? Mm-hmm. If you like cast a vision for parents and students and say, um, this is what success looks like. Um, and to kind of preempt that, like I would say, when I grew up in in student ministry, um, we thought, man, having 350 students or 400, like it was always size. Mm. But what is like, what is your hope that when a student go- goes from sixth grade then the twelfth grade, you know, what do you hope? Like, what is your intention towards like that um, that student? What do you hope that they get out of that experience? There's this phrase that I heard once. Um, and I've heard it a few times since then. It's always stuck with me. But my goal, my mission is to create disciples who create disciples. Mm. Um, so ministering to these students to me is all about raising them up and inspiring them to do the same thing for the next generation. Mm. And like I shared earlier, my youth pastor did that to me when you asked, you know, why student ministry? Yeah. Um, you know, he created or helped guide a disciple of God who would then go and create disciples himself. And that's kind of my passion. That's my mission. And yeah, you could have a um, room packed full of 350 students, but, you know, I would also take a room full of 50 students if a handful of them go and start ministering to and point into the next generation. Yeah. Um, So, you know, um, I think a great kind of uh, mission statement uh, progression is, you know, connect, grow, and serve. Mm. You know, like my my goal is to get students connected to the ministry, invite them in, whether that's through a huge event with 350 people, awesome. But it doesn't stop there. Yeah, I want them to grow. I want them to understand more about their faith. I want them to be in a small group surrounded by a community of believers. Then ultimately, I want them to serve. Yeah. And I want them to help other people connect, grow, and serve. That's a really good um, kind of vision. And I know um, you know, for me growing up, uh, I became a believer in Jesus in high school. Um, and you know, my youth pastor, um, man, he did the same, you know, he did the same thing Mm -hmm. and whether it was a room full of students or there was like a small group of us and just 12, um, he was always teaching us. He was Mm -hmm. always kind of, um, guiding us and he's always, um, helping us, kind of set and discover our own priorities in living with Jesus, right? And so as you're, you know, living intentionally, I felt like he was teaching us how to live intentionally with Jesus and Mm -hmm. how to walk with Jesus. For those who are watching and maybe the idea of intentional living is completely new. (laughs) It's like, oh, I I didn't know that I had a choice. I thought things just (laughs) happened to me and I just roll with it. Um, what's What's like one thing that we can do um, that you would suggest as, as an easy way to start? So this, I'll just share the little thing that I shared with you that I've done on a very small scale, but I've heard it done on um, 
a larger scale. And I think a great way to kind of get our priorities straight and um, see, okay, how can I live in the most intentional way is um, I heard about this one couple who they, at the beginning of their year, got a bunch of sticky notes. And they looked at their calendar and they looked at the kids' schedules and they looked at family gatherings and commitments and the big kind of um, rocks of their uh, work that year. And they wrote each individual one on a sticky note. And then on this table, they had three columns. They had a yes, Mm. they had a no, and then they had a maybe. Um, And the sticky notes that they placed in that yes column, they were going to do that. Those were the things that were most important to them, you know whether it was church every Sunday or their small group or their time with God in the morning or um, the kids being involved in this activity. Like they were 100% going to do those things, no questions asked. And then there was surprisingly a lot of things that they had um, on their plate or maybe had on their plate the year before that ended up in that no category. Um, And they were things that just didn't make the cut. And all it took was writing those things out and looking at it in the grand scheme of things. And then there were a few things in the maybe category. And what I think is cool about that is those were things that, you know, as they came along for that couple, um, they would say yes to if Mm. they had the time, if they had the bandwidth, if they felt like their family was in a good space. And I've done that kind of on a smaller scale, just, you know, like I said, uh, I think a similar concept is, you know, just journaling and writing down everything you have to do and looking and seeing, um, you know, what your priorities are. But, um, you know, I think that's just a great practice of just writing down and physically seeing all the different things yeah. um, that are on our plate. And I think there's a lot more things that we would say no to if we just took the time ahead of time and got ahead of the eight ball. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of things we would say no to. Yeah. Yeah. And I know for, for me, you know, that's kind of a, a helpful practice. I haven't put it into practice, but since we talked yeah. about it, I've been thinking about it a lot more because it's hard for me to say no when it's in the moment, mm-hmm. you know, and um, when I have to decide whether it's a yes or no. Um, but if I've already pre-decided, like, here are the things that I'm going to be a part of and here are the things that I'm not going to be a part of. And I'm not going to feel bad for saying no because I'm saying yes to something, mm-hmm. you know, that more aligns with my priorities. And getting other people to have your back in those areas is huge too. Yeah. Um, because if you get more than just yourself on the same page of, you know, these are the things that I'm going to say no to, no matter um, what I'm feeling in the moment, no matter how much pressure I feel, you know, you mentioned earlier, you're a people pleaser. Um, I think everybody has a little bit of that in them and it's easy uh, in the moment when somebody asks you to do something or there's a request made of you, it's really easy to just be like, yeah, like right there in the moment. But if you have, um, you know, that time set aside, beforehand where you've said no to that thing already and you've gotten uh, your spouse or your family or your coworkers on the same page, um, it's a lot easier to say yes. Yeah. For me, what's been helpful is um, the, uh, the idea of Sabbath. Um, and it's basically a whole day of no's for me. You know, I say no to um, basically everything. And, but there has been a communication part, like when you're going to say no to things, um, especially when people are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Like why, you know, why won't you do it? Um, communication is so huge. Um, especially when it comes to no, um, just to, you know, like, it doesn't mean I, I don't think this is a great idea. It doesn't mean that I don't, you know, support you in this. It doesn't mean, you know, X, Y, and Z. It just means that I'm like, it's just not a, uh, strategic, you know, priority in, in my life. And, and that doesn't mean I'm never going to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never going to want to do it. It's just, 
not right now. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't mean that I'm not interested. Yeah. It's just I, the capacity to, to do that. Like I, there's so many good things. Um, mm-hmm. It's like, I, I think about it. Like if you go to a grocery store, there's so many different kinds of like peanut butter, right? Like just peanut butter alone. And you're like, which peanut butter am I going to pick? And life feels that way. There's so much good stuff, but I can only pick one, you yeah. know, like I, I only have a limited, like I don't need 500 jars of peanut butter. So I'm, you know, picking the one that I, I think is going to be the best. Crunchy. Crunchy. I oh. love crunchy. I love crunchy. That's where we differ. Yeah. Well, there's probably other areas, um, but uh, creamier, crunchy, man. Yeah. That's a, that's a big, that's a big debate. I'd love to hear um, on your comments on YouTube or Facebook. Uh, creamy or crunchy? Check Instagram for the poll. <laughs> Check Instagram for the poll. Yeah, crunchy. we'll uh, we'll figure it That's out. Very student ministry, right there. Yeah, yeah, it's a very student ministry poll. Yeah. Um, well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming on this episode of Midweek. I really appreciate um, you coming on. And if you're watching and you have any questions uh, for Ryan, please. Drop them in our YouTube channel on on the comment section. We'd love um, to answer any questions that you have. I'll either forward them on to Ryan and he'll answer them, or we'll just have you on another midweek. Yeah, if you're up great. for it, that'd be be love awesome. It. It's been fun. Thanks, man. Thank you.